0: Hey, what's going on guys? It's Friday. Happy Friday to you all. We're in Acts and today is officially a bookmark. We'll call it that. It's a bookmark. I don't have a whole lot of scripture to read to you verbatim today, so it's going to be a little off script uh, from what we normally do on the podcast. And so if this is your first podcast, I always try to keep in mind that maybe someone's first. If this is your first one, Probably not the best one for you to listen to. So go back, maybe go back a few weeks, click on that, go to Easter or something like that, start there. Uh, basically, this is kind of a housekeeping episode. What we're, we're going to do is kind of put a bookmark on the book of Acts. We've been reading. We were in that just for a couple weeks, and, and starting on Monday, we're going to be catching up with the sermon series that's going through Ephesians. So the whole reason was we, we finished Easter, we had a Race to Life celebration, you know, that Pentecost celebration. People getting saved, people getting baptized. It really parallels what happened to the original church when Jesus was raised and, and, and all that happened. And so this formation of church, we need to see that uh, as we're in that church age, it's our story. That's ultimately kind of the thesis of, uh, of studying Acts and how it applies to us today. Although there's a lot that goes on in that book, and so today we are—I'm I'm, going to do what we call like a survey and an overview that ultimately serves as a bookmark uh, in the in the place of Acts where we've been. Go back and listen to those episodes, but you've heard, you know, hey, the church started, and, and it's this overtly kind of positive, happy, good times history. We we saw some of those pictures of what was going on, like people are getting saved, people are giving up their their stuff. I mean, you know, that's a miracle when people give up their stuff and, and give it to everybody as had need. And, you know, it's it's a positive time. Like these are the good times, right? The good old days. People are getting saved, people are getting baptized. One sermon, you know, had an altar call and three thousand people got saved. Like that there's your first mega church. It's it's a big deal. It's awesome. Well, then we start fast forwarding a little bit. Like, okay, so Jesus has given the church this great commission. Go there for unto the nations, you know. And I'll give you power. I'll give you the Holy Spirit. So they get the Holy Spirit in Samaria and Judea and to the ends of the earth, right? That's the mission to to everybody, right? Not just the Jews. It's not an ethnicity thing. The church is now, expands and crosses nation states and ethnic borders. And this is the mission of Jesus. Go and get it, guys. And unfortunately, you know, what, what it usually takes, I mean, historically speaking, is bad times, right? And so now we start seeing in chapters, uh, you know, we've gotten up to chapters five, right? Chapter six, I think yesterday. So starting in chapter six, chapter seven, now we start seeing a lot more divergence in historical Judaism and Christianity being a separate thing altogether rather than just being an internal sect of Judaism. Well, now the Jews, are really starting to get ticked off. Like, they have their way of doing things. It's a cultural thing. They're making money in the temples. They have it how they like with Rome for the most part. And so now there's starting to be this pressure and and uh, tension. And ironically, paradoxically, right, it is positive because that those hard times, uh, the, during the, the hard times, it's that that persecution that they're about to face, which we'll see in chapter 7, is the very thing, like that in and of itself is the very thing which precipitates the expansion of the church into more Gentile areas and Gentile people, people that weren't in the in club, right, as far as Judaism was concerned. And so that's what happened. I mean, you could speak to our lives, like a lot of times God will kind of stretch us and put us through the ringer, and that's the times that we cling the most to him, and you know, start taking missions seriously. Well, that's what happened here. I'm not saying that that's always the way it has to be, but historically speaking, that's what's going on. So chapter 7, we see Stephen. He's getting arrested, and he, he gets his famous speech, and it's one of the best sermons ever written, man. It's just like, mm, gut punch, man. You're guilty. Like, turn to God. Like, come to Jesus moment. And they don't like it, so they kill him, <laughs> and they stone him. And we see... You know, obviously Saul, also known as Paul. His 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 Jewish name was Saul and his Greek name was Paul. He was there that whole time. And then so we move on from chapter six, chapter seven. Man, the church is growing and growing, but that pressure and the persecution is also growing and then growing. And it's getting harder, the hard times, and you know, but they end up being ultimately used for good because we see Saul, Paul. You know, he was there when Stephen was getting stoned, and, and then we get to see his story, chapter nine. So we see Saul, Paul, and that whole thing and then wait, what what's up with this guy? He was like killing us. He's wanting to persecute us and now he's one of us. Like we see that whole story. And then we see Paul as we move on through chapters ten and, and so on, we see him get commissioned. And now he's he was this he's he's like the rock star that got converted and now he's like the head preacher. You know, he's going on and, and, and doing a lot of work. He goes on his various missionary journeys. And so we've had good times and now we now we have pressure from the inside. We have Jewish faction kind of internal squabbling uh, you're not of us kind of a thing then then we start to have more external forces like the greek civilization and, and rome and all that stuff they just don't understand like they had, had kind of a tolerance for judaism but now they see this christian sect coming out of that and they just they don't understand what to do with it and if you go back and look at earlier writings like they did not like Christianity at all they thought they were like like incestuous and they thought they were cannibals and, and it's crazy. They actually believe this stuff because they just didn't understand it. They didn't know what to do with it. And so we have, uh, you know, persecution from Jews and then there's persecution from Rome, especially Rome. And so and then we see those internal pressures and dissensions start to mount even further within with the Christians, like, you know, if you're in church, if you're going to be in conflict with somebody, and that ends up happening, and Acts records it. So we get to chapter 15, and we see, you know, this the the Jew-Gentile question come up, and they're debating things like, you know, there's a lot of uh, Jewish people that had converted, and like, they saw Jesus, and they got saved, and yeah, Jesus is the Messiah, and they're true Christians, right? And then they're like, but I, I don't know about all these these Gentiles coming in here. I mean, we've kind of... We have our traditions and stuff and, you know, they're not circumcised. They don't, they eat pork and they eat all these meats. They don't recognize the, like, they don't, what are you, what are you doing? They, you gotta be, you gotta play the system too. I mean, you could be a Christian, yes, but you gotta, and so they have this council in chapter 15 and, you know, they argue from scripture and they, they argue and they're like, no, Jesus broke that barrier and the gospel Transcends all ethnicities and and traditions and all that stuff and those ceremonial you know boundaries are are torn down now that the gospel moves past that and so we see that in chapter fifteen and then it goes on there's more missionary journeys and and more and more gentiles are getting saved as a result of this unity uh, that that the church is is coming despite all the persecution finally we get to chapter nineteen and this is the first mention of. Ephesus. Now, Ephesus is, uh, it's it's in modern-day Turkey. If you look at the map, you've got like Italy, right, coming down, ancient Greece, all that. And so Ephesus was on, it's like, so east of all that, right, but it's on the western coast of what is now Turkey, right, you know, in the Mediterranean there, right on the coast is this town of Ephesus. Huge hubbub city, you know, lots of commercial, it's a great strategic location, but also it's, it's pretty diverse in its religion and, you know, po- politics and ethnicities and all that. It's a polytheistic, you know, as was much of Rome, a polytheistic city. Uh, you know, you can worship all sorts of gods, you know, take your pick. It's like a salad bar, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's all good. But don't don't be exclusive. You know, you can't just pick one. You have, you know, all, right? You know, Everybody. It's inclusive, right? Everybody, you know, we don't want that exclusivity, and so that was the culture. They're very much, you know, non-Christian, non-Jewish, you know, secular society. The polytheistic, you know, they they had lots of things about the occult, you know, spirits, and you know, they they also worshipped Artemis. Uh, the Greek goddess of the hunt and she protected the city. And there's this temple to Artemis that was actually one of the seven wonders of the world. And it's just so this is the scene that that Paul goes to in one of his missionary journeys in Acts chapter nineteen. He actually ends up spending about two years there, at least two years, and and the church is born. And so you have one of the first churches that's predominantly Gentile in its background who are now they're Christians. I mean this is this is Big deal stuff, right? We're going to get into that more on Monday, talking about Ephesians. So finally, you know, these external pressures reaches a climax in the last chunk of the book of Acts. Paul, he, he's on these journeys. He's finally, he, he, every time he preaches somewhere, there's like a, a, you know, a riot, right? And people go insane. Uh, but the Rome Roman officials are like, well, I mean, he's not his, you know, he's not a military threat and he doesn't seem to be like an insurrectionist. But he ends up being arrested because, you know, people, what what the crowd does is kind of what goes. And so there's this external pressure. Paul's arrested. He's put under trials. He goes to this group and that group. He's on these crazy, the shipwreck and all this stuff. He ends up being under house arrest in Acts chapter 28, the very last chapter of Acts. He's under house arrest in Rome facing his execution. Now, while he's under house arrest, he writes many of the pastoral epistles, including the one that he writes to Ephesus, whom he had uh, grieved. And when he departed, they knew they would never see him again. And so he's writing Ephesians to them. And we also see uh, Ephesians mentioned again in the book of Revelation. So this is a survey of the book of Acts. We finally reach chapter 28, which I would say is the end of Acts. But it's not the end. That's not the end of Acts because it just abruptly ends. It talks about how Paul, even though he's under house arrest, he's preaching and all this pressure, he's about to be executed, and look where we are today. It's 2022. We're Christians. If you if you're hearing my voice and you're you put your faith and trust in Christ, you're a Christian today because of this story. And it's a continuation. It, acts didn't end. It's the 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 acts not of the apostles. It's the acts of the Holy Spirit and the acts of the church. We're in the church age where Jesus still is building his church, still is bringing good out of evil. In the in the persecution that we have faced historically speaking, and will probably you know continue to face as a society, even here in America, all that stuff we we are part of that picture of God moving and using even the the, the things of the world and the pressure that is put on that church to actually build that church, and so we're a part of that. Your story today, your your part of Acts, that continuation of that until the end of time when he finally comes back, uh, we can rejoice in that. And so I hope this overview has just kind of triggered your memory. And I think a takeaway, since we didn't really read Scripture verbatim today, a takeaway is, man, open your Bible, dig into Acts. I mean, you got something to do this weekend, right? I mean, of course, we're in Ephesians. We'll get to that. But open up Acts. Maybe you can you know, read especially chapter 19 of Acts and kind of see – the history of his Paul's journey to Ephesus and really just get your mind in the historical context, the literary context of what we are reading in Ephesians as a church together. So guys, I hope this wasn't too much information uh, and that it was helpful in some way to you. I uh, hope you enjoyed it and you know, have a great week and we'll see you back on Monday for another podcast.